listening to Radio Owl's Nest. The songs of Martin Page, all day, all night, forever. So grab a cup of tea, settle down with us in the Owl's Nest. Bootsy, all right. When I drank 15 pints of Guinness, I did see it. I can imagine what you saw, Angus, because when I drank 15 pints of Guinness, I saw all kinds of strange things and heard strange things as well. And you're about to hear strange things because this is another episode of Radio Owl's Nest. And I'm your host, uh, Martin Page. This is a songwriter's podcast. Uh, I think if you've listened to the shows uh, for now, nearly, bloody hell, nearly three years, bloody hell, um, you know it is all... All my songs, all my demos, totally egocentric. I will only, only be playing my songs. So, so you might want to leave the building now because you know what's about to come. Just me. Um, I want to start off with a demo I have never played. In fact, my manager always loved this song and for some reason I sort of hid away from it. And then I had to uh, master it again because somebody showed interest in it um, in Scandinavia of all places. And, uh, oh, come on. No, Scandinavia is a lovely place. In fact, I was watching a TV documentary called, I think it was... uh, Obey, pray, or pray, obey, and kill. And uh, it was about a little village. Uh, I'm, I'm sidetracking here, but it was like uh, absolutely a cult in this little Swedish village. So, yes, I suppose we could go. Ah, anyway, without further ado, uh, please take that echo off. I'm still in Sweden and it feels like very snowy. Um, we're going to play this demo. And it is uh, from the 90s, and I was going through this kind of rock and roll, uh, John Waite kind of uh, vibe, I think. And uh, it's a song called Leave a Light On.
Leave a Light On, uh, a song I wrote in the 90s. I've never played that for anybody for the longest time. And uh, yes, one of my manager's favourites. And, and and now, down the years, I can actually see why she might think that. I quite appreciate it a bit more stronger myself at this point. And I can remember that I was programming an 808 drum machine. And again, my loyal friend, Brian Fairweather, from my Qfield days, came across, as he used to always do, and uh, lay down some guitar. That's him playing a great solo and doing all, all the parts um, I don't think I ever paid him and he's a Scotsman and I'm, a, I'm, I'm amazed that I never got beat up anyway when I drank 15 pints of Guinness oh. I did see oh my god uh, Brian's friend is Angus and I don't want to tamper with him well, here I am in my Owl's Nest studio where I write all my songs. It is a songwriter's podcast, so let me explain to you. I've got a big window here and I'm looking outside and I have ducks in my pool. Yes, I have ducks in my pool and I don't know what to do about it um, uh, except feed them. Yes, I'm a compassionate soul and so I... There's a few more coming in. I fed one and then two, and now I have 13, 13 ducks. And uh, as I play you songs, I'm staring out of my studio window at 13 ducks. Still, uh, that's my life. Anyway, I thought I'd let you into a little secret. I have 13 ducks in my pool. Time for music. This is a song called I Pretend. Uh, it was recorded by Kim Carnes. This is the original demo done by Brian and me in Battery Studios right back in the day. Pretend that we make you love in our 
Oh my goodness, that does bring back the old memories, I must admit. Uh, that was our first AC hit for me and Brian Fairweather, two songwriters trying to be the Chin and Chapman of uh, England. And uh, Kim Carnes actually took that into the top ten, maybe the top five of the AC charts in America. Now, what I can remember about doing this demo. First, I did the demo at home in a Wilsdon flat on a four-track TIAC machine on a little Casio keyboard. Then uh, Jive Records, Clive Calder and Ralph Simon said, uh, you need to uh, do this professionally in our 24-track studio downstairs in Battery Studios in Wilston. So we went in one night. Uh, I think the engineer was Nigel Green, who went on to do uh, Def Leppard. We all went on to do bigger things. Um, <coughs> cough that up. That's the old incense burning in the corner there and um, we went into the studio through an all-night uh, romp to do this song now stevie uh, lang was a session singer that uh, jive uh, turned us on to lovely lady great vocalist i think she's still uh, teaching singing in england now and um she was um related i think uh, in a romantic way to mutt lang and it was said that uh, stevie lang was going to make a, a solo record, and she should have. I don't think she did. Anyway, she came into the studio, and she heard this song, and she learned it with us in like in 10 minutes, and she went out there, even though it's not in her right key, and she sang it, and you can tell that she's a great singer. Brian and I, Brian Fairweather, thought that this was a kind of Pointer Sisters American song. You can tell by the keyboards, we were thinking of that Michael McDonald swing, where the chords are always moving. Um, so Chris Richardson, um, so sadly not with us now who was our QPhil keyboard player he came in learnt the song as well and um, he played the Moog bass and some of the keyboards with me and I used my old Casio keyboard on it and you can hear Brian there playing all the American type funk guitars and uh, we went right through the night with a bottle of vodka to keep us uh, alive and awake and uh, Stevie Lang did that vocal. We went in after she sa she sang the lead vocal, and that's that's me and Brian doing our uh, swing B and V's backing vocals with her. And interesting enough, when we recorded it with Kim Carnes later on in California, uh, Brian and myself sang the BVs with her as well. Uh, back to the demo, it was uh, programmed, the rhythm machine uh, was a Lindrum, and we programmed the drums on that. And uh, we went right through the night. You did a song or two songs in one night. You went home at uh, something like seven o'clock in the morning. And then we came back to the record company at maybe nine o'clock in the morning and played it to them. And they said, we like this. We're going to run it. Uh, in fact, Brian and myself ran the, uh, ran the song uh, when we came to California uh, in the 80s. And we got the cut with Kim Carnes. And uh, that's the story of I Pretend. Oh, those bloody ducks. Those bloody ducks in my pool. What can I do? What can I do? What do ducks eat? I don't care. Can ducks fly? I don't know. How long do ducks live? I have no idea. Have you heard ducks quaking? No. Let us learn about ducks. Here's the demo of a song I wrote with Robbie Williams. A song called The Big Goodbye, recorded at Bobby Summerfield Studio and produced by me and Bobby Summerfield and eventually recorded by Ronan Keaton and Robbie on an album called 2020. I 
guess I went a little crazy I was out of my day Felt intimidated, couldn't catch my breath I had to say the big goodbye Cause I wanna go home
the demo of a song called The Big Goodbye, written with uh, Robbie Williams. Uh, it was a pleasure to meet Robbie. I was uh, led up to a football field uh, that he had an, in his house in the valley, up in the hills, M- Mulholland Hills, and floodlights, and they used to play reggae around the football field. And uh, because I was a footballer in my past, I joined in and played with Robbie and some other lads. And uh, we made contact. And we made friends. Uh, Robbie uh, invited me back to his house and said, eat some Cadbury's chocolate. That's what he had a lot of. And (laughs) we made friends. And he said to me, "Um, I should write with you because you're a legend. And I thought, am I? And uh, we decided to write some songs together. It was a great time because we were playing soccer and in between we were writing songs around the edge. Um, And through that period, uh, I must have written with Robbie something like about 30 or 40 songs and maybe three or four seemed to really glimmer. And this was one of them. And Robbie said, I want to copy everything you're doing on the original demo because I made a a really rough demo with just doing phonetic vocals, just sounds on my Pro Tools. That's what I brought to him. And he said, I want to emulate that exactly. And so he did. Um, One day he sent me on an email the lyrics and I said, they look good. And uh, off we went. We went to my great friend, Bobby Summerfield's home studio here in the valley. And uh, Robbie came down one day and said, I haven't slept all night and I think I'm tired. But he did produce a really good vocal on this demo. Now, Bobby Summerfield's studio in the valley is a Neve desk and all the gear you could ever hope for. It's like Abbey Road in uh, the valley. And uh, Robbie sang the song. We comped it, me and Bobby. We produced all the bits and pieces around it. Then Bobby sent it to my home studio where I put on guitars extra vocals and i mixed it again so what you hear on the demo there is a real collaboration of uh, three geezers or wankers as they might say me bobby and the great robbie williams it was a really really good triple collaboration now down the line robbie played it to his great friend uh, ronan keaton and the song had a, a great pathos to it uh, to ronan and uh, ronan recorded it on his album 2020 So that's the story of the demo of uh, The Big Goodbye. This is the Queen from Buckingham Palace. I've always wondered if going into Brexit was the right thing to do. Now this is a rare, 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 rare demo written with Bernie Taupin, never heard before, called... Hard lead. Simple woman, the wind is cold. We stand together on the open road. This lonely highway I've been told leads me down to the crossroads to trade my soul.
empty heart full of to agree with the mob uh, that's a very very rare demo I have literally never ever played that song to uh, anybody uh, bar Bernie Taupin and my manager and a few people when we wrote it Bernie sent me a lyric and said Robert Plant of uh, Led Zeppelin is looking to do a, a new album a solo album and uh, we need to write something for him and he sent me this lyric and it was about being at the crossroads where the devil makes the choice if you're going to be a great lead guitarist or not and listening to the demo it's interesting to me that uh, I'm playing all the instruments and you can hear that it's got a uh, T-Rex vibe uh, in the rhythm and I thought wouldn't it be great if Robert Plant met uh, Bolan from T-Rex what would that be like and I thought Hard Lead was like Frankie goes to Hollywood meeting Robert Plant but alas it didn't happen but there's a very rare demo for the Owlheads out there Here's a track called Aeroplanes from my first instrumental album called The Amber of Memory.
playing bass on that all the little harmony notes and uh, thinking of the bass as a chordal instrument that's a song called aeroplanes from my first solo instrumental album called the amber of memory i remember my dad drove right across the desert to take me as a reggae fan from south carolina all the way through to florida to fly to jamaica to just spend a week there with my reggae heroes. How lucky was I to have parents that knew I was a reggae fanatic and I begged them and begged them and begged them when I lived in South Carolina to drive me to Florida to then fly in an airplane that played reggae music, which was pretty fantastic, into Mon 
Montego Bay. Um, but you may ask, what does all that have to do with aeroplanes? Well, uh, when my dad drove me across to, from South Carolina to Florida, we went right through huge expanses of desert. And I remember on the radio, I was listening to Mike Oldfield's Tubular Bells. And my God, when you're going through a desert and you're listening to that Exorcist song, it does actually go right through your soul into your bones. And uh, I remember thinking that the desert was just such a planet from another world. It felt very different to me as a kid. And uh, we passed through some areas where they had all these bombers, all these airplanes that had been put out to rest. They were just rotting there in the desert sun. And so when I wrote airplanes, I had a vision of looking down on that huge expanse, getting the same feeling I had by hearing tubular bells in the desert back then as a kid. And somehow it said to me, airplanes. Airplanes, yes, and UFOs. It's all linked together, isn't it? Now, I think this is our book spot. This is the moment where I pull out a couple of books that I'm reading now, and maybe I can turn you on to them. And I am in the airplane UFO mode. I remember when Jack Hughes worked with me, uh, the, the Wang Chung boy came across, and we went to a lot of UFO conferences. That's how weird we were. There is nothing wrong with your television set. Do not attempt to adjust the picture. We are controlling transmission. We will control the horizontal. We will control the vertical. Uh, And I'm reading a book now called Flying Sources Have Landed. And it's by Desmond Leslie, an English eccentric just like me, and uh, the great George Adamski. Now, George Adamski is really well known for being that man who took pictures of UFOs in the 50s that looked like uh, lampshades and light bulbs just sort of been hanging from a ceiling or something. They looked real, but they didn't look real. So uh, George Adamski is uh, really known for that. And he actually met with uh, aliens and they took him away into a ship and around the moon and uh, told him how the ships uh, worked. And there's another book called Inside the Flying Saucers by George Adamski. Yes, I bought all of them in a rampage of trying to understand that UFO euphoria through the 50s. Because we do want to believe, don't we? We really do. In our hearts, we do want to see a uh, UFO. It's deeply ensconced in our souls. Uh, will we ever see a UFO? I don't know. But I can just tell you now, uh, all you owl heads out there, uh, I was out at the Re- Renaissance Fair out in the, in the countryside somewhere in California, and I looked up to the hills with my manager, and we did see a white spot just hovering by the mountain, and we could not work out what it was. And we decided that we had seen a UFO. Uh, two books to read or not to read... <laughs> is um, Flying Saucers Have Landed by Leslie and Adamski and Inside the Flying Saucers by George Adamski. If you can get past thinking that these pictures are like lampshades, you may believe. This is a rare demo from the late 80s, early 90s, written with Bernie Taupin, a song called Rough Justice. But the way that you 
Yes, uh, spotting a UFO. That's a very rare demo. Uh, written in the late 80s, uh, beginning of the 90s maybe, when everybody had long hair. It was MTV, White Snake and Def Leppard. And uh, I was writing stuff like that. And uh, Brian Fairweather played guitars, my, my good friend who popped across for tea and crumpets. And uh, there we are. I haven't heard that for a long time. It does remind me, as a songwriter, you have to learn how to program drums, drum machines, all from those uh, the era of the 80s onwards, to sound like real drummers. And I was listening to that track there and thinking, ah, yes, I think that was an MPC-60 linked with a, a Lindrum 9000. Uh, for all you tech heads out there, that's what we did. We emulated real human beings. From two albums of mine, In the House of Stone and Light and The Slender Sadness, the love songs, I Was Made For You. Take this man who comes to you, take me to your side. I throw away my soulless days, I need you in my life, in the doorway of my heart. Presence of your shines. So put your face to my window and trust what you see inside. What are these hands for? If I can't bring you fallen rain, what are these eyes for? If I can't see the moon. Watch over you What are these arms for? If I can't hold you through the night What does this heart beat for? If I can't lay by your side You must know I was made for 
can't see the moon watch over you what are these arms for if i can't hold you through the night what does this heart beat for if i can't live by your side you must know i was made Runaway trains dance in the rain someday you'll take my name kneel down in the blue light let your hair fall down around blow out all your candles tonight and i believe that you will see made for you what are these hands for different ending uh, from the original version of I Was Made For You which came from the album uh, In The House Of Stone And Light. I recorded it again uh, on the album The Slender Sadness, All The Love Songs Of My Career and it was lovely to record that song again and to approach it in a different manner. I noticed the bass is totally different from the original recording and it made me realise that bass playing is my heart and soul. My first instinct... Oh my God, this is me, back in those days, with Bernie Taupin, another rare demo. 
stop, 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 stop. Let me explain this. It's another very, very rare demo written with uh, Bernie Taupin around that time. Yes, late 80s, early 90s. Uh, Bolan, Bowie and Slade. And it is Rubber Guns. playing stick bass on that stick bass 
that's what Tony Levin played and I bought a stick bass I could never really understand how it worked but on this song and a few others I worked out the notes for a stick bass I had a book that said this is the tuning of a stick bass I tried to follow it but I couldn't follow it but on this song I am playing on rubber guns a stick bass that was unusual for me to hear I feel like King Crimson. Anyway, it's a rough demo. It was probably on a 16-track. Yes, back in the late 80s, early 90s, when Bernie sent me loads of lyrics on a fax machine, rubber guns, and, my God, production in those days. We thought about everything. You can hear the Trevor Horn vibe. Throw the kitchen sink in. And I can't help thinking that Elton would have sung this song rather well. And I think I'm saying that because it reminds me of a track I wrote um, for Bernie Taupin, with Bernie Taupin, for his solo album, a a song called Billy Fury on uh, Bernie's solo album, which I produced, um, called Tribe. And there's a lot in this Rubber Guns that reminds me of Billy Fury and uh, Elton sung on Billy Fury. And I can hear the same kind of crocodile rock kind of thing going on. Anyway, I think this whole uh, show today should be called Rare, 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 Rare Demos, uh, with Bernie Taupin because now looking back I can see that a lot of the songs played today are rare, rare, rare can I stop saying rare um, and it was a lot of these songs were with Bernie so it was great for me to find these uh, tracks that were rare, rare, rare and written with Mr Bernie Taupin back in the glorious days uh, can I hit this what would you like sir what would be your order does feel good. That really does signify that it's time uh, for the quote, or maybe quotes of the day, I think. Can I do it one more time? What would you like, sir? Um, yes, we've got everything for your weekend. Um, so, uh, I'm reading, really reading, a wonderful book, The Ancient Language of Sacred Sound, The Acoustic Science of the Divine. It's by David Elkington. Really outstanding. And it's about that it's all about resonance, that we are all moving waves, that really everything is music. Uh, very much to do with the string theory and quantum physics, but I really do feel that, that everything is based on sound. So, in this wonderful book, we have two incredible quotes. Are you ready? First one is, I sing the body electric. And that comes from Walt Whitman and his poetry, Leaves of Grass. And the next quote comes from Hildegard of Bingen, the nun that used to sing um, and really was right there at the beginning of um, harmonic um, choral music. And she wrote about the voice. The singing of words reveals their true meaning directly to the soul through bodily vibration. That's from Hildegard of Bingen. And check her out. There's some wonderful, wonderful CDs made of um, her music, which was really almost like singing in tongues. Uh, and we are all vibrations. That's what we are, folks. Even you owlheads. We are all vibrating together. Well, I think I'm going to break the rules. Break the rules. I've never played nine songs on the show. I can see that I've played eight songs already. But yes, let's go for it. I'm going to break the rules. I'm that kind of guy. Um, <laughs> strange choir in the background there. Please, Hildegard de Bingen, please control thyself. She's an excitable girl. In November 2020, I released an album called The Poetry of Collisions, Volume 1. And it was a compilation of all my demos, all my rough songs that you often hear on these Radio Owl's Nest shows. And one of the songs was a song called Endure. I'd like to play that to you now. Endure. When the wheel of fortune spins its walls And all around you fall 
When both love and hope are tempted to withdraw You will endure That's just who you are While candles burn on rivers dark We bow our heads to fate When both love and hope Are tempted to give in You will endure That's just who you are Against the tides, against the pain You vow to carry on There's no mercy here Just your brave song You will endure It's a song called Endure, and it's from uh, 2020, an album of mine called The Poetry of Collisions, Volume 1, a compilation of all my misfits, all my odds and sods, and all my demos, a lot of the songs that you hear that I play on Radio Owl's Nest. And uh, remembering about that song, that I, all of it was actually played on a Oberheim 6. Um, back in the day, in the 80s, I used, I used an Oberheim um, to play on a lot of the Q-Fill records, and so I'm very... Where did that come from? I don't get that at all. That's Lucy from a a show from years ago. I don't know why she broke in. That quite scared me, actually. I had a bit of a quiver. Um, That's because I'm not a good DJ and some some of the faders are up. Go away, Lucy! Hilda von Wingham, whatever your name is, and Lucy, please leave me alone. I was trying to say, on that demo, Endure, I'm playing the Oberheim 6. Um, 
there we go. So it's the end of a very uh, <laughs> enjoyable show for me. I hope it was for you as well. I hope you enjoyed some of these songs. Um, I really do uh, not know what I'm going to play. So, uh, And actually playing that, long, that last song, Endure, I just felt like, yes, that's the one I want to play. But a lot of those demos I've said before, very rare, and uh, a, a lot of Bernie Talpin in today's show. I do hope you enjoyed it, and I do thank you for listening to Radio Owl's Nest. We've been going for quite a while now. I appreciate it. And I never go away from you, leaving the shows without begging you to be compassionate to all the animals out there, even the ducks in my pool. Yes, we've got to be compassionate. Please, please, please look after those uh, creatures out there that depend on us. We have dominion over them. So, stay healthy, stay happy, look on the bright side of life, and uh, I will see you again next time in the Owl's Nest. Bye-bye.